the father's love someone say the father's love the father's love turn with me to first john chapter 3 the father's love first epistle of john chapter 3 let's read the first two verses i'm reading from the king james version of the bible for a reason verse 1 says behold what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God therefore the world knoweth us not that is the world does not know us because it knew him not verse 2 beloved now are we the sons of God and it does not yet appear, it has not yet been revealed the new King James says what we shall be but we know that when he shall appear we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is hallelujah you can add verse 3 because verse 3 is very prophetic, he says and everyone, every man that has this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. Somebody say Amen. Very powerful verses of scripture. Behold. The word behold means pause and reflect and see. It is like what the psalmist used in the book of Psalms. Selah. Somebody say Selah. S-E-L-A-H. When a deep statement is to be appreciated. You pause. You reflect. You, you ponder. And that is what the word behold is. Mind you, the man who is writing here is no mean a person than John the apostle for a reason. Amongst the twelve apostles that were close to Jesus, we can say from the account of scripture that the closest was John. No wonder all his writings bordered on love from the gospel according to St. John to 1st John, 2nd John, 3rd John and even in the book of Revelations where he was giving revelations about the end of this age and you know the world to come it still culminates in love. Hallelujah. The father's love. Tell you about the father's love. He says behold what manner of love is this? That the Father, in the first place, we could never have called God Father until we became, I am using the word sons for a reason. The King James says, behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. The New King James says that we should be called the children of God. Say, I'm a son of God. I'm a son of God. Last Monday, Last week, Monday, I remember I posted on my Facebook status, not Facebook, WhatsApp status, because I read in the Rhapsody of Realities that particular devotion, and I discovered something which I had always believed, but the man of God, Pastor Chris, emphasized that point, that many people wonder that if we say that Jesus is God, why do we then say he is the son of God? And this is where the confusion amongst many religions, you know, come from. 
Do you know he emphasized what I've always believed? And it is actually what I believe in Psalm 82. We'll be reading very soon. But he said that the Son of God doesn't mean that one who is born of God. It's a phrase which the King James captured very well. The Son of God means God in human in a human body. Someone say God, God in a human body. In a human body. Is that not deep? It's a mystery. Thank you. Behold, what kind of love is this? That the Father, what manner of love is this? That the Father has, has bestowed upon us that we, someone say we, we. I hope you know who we were. Unless you are forgotten so soon that if not for Jesus, we should have been packaged as scraps. A scrap is an unwanted metal material and just thrown into the dustbin somewhere. But here, we wouldn't have been thrown into some dustbin. We would have been cast into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels according to Matthew 25 verse 41. That, is, that was our destination. Why? Because of the sin nature that we inherited through Adam. When Adam disobeyed God, he inherited that nature and passed it to all of us. So the Bible says, for all have sinned. Not because we did wrong, but because we were born that way. But here comes God Almighty, who is God all by himself. And decided that he's going to reproduce himself. He's going to replicate himself. He's going to bring forth many gods. Because a god will definitely give birth to God. Just like a goat will give birth to a goat. So if you say you are a son of God. You are a child of God. For the purposes of those who may not. Especially in this generation of gender equality. And say son. The females may fight it. That no I'm a daughter. But the son of God is a technical name. It's a title. Hallelujah. It's more than just saying that I'm a child of God. It actually means that you are a God in a human body. I know many people cannot take it because our minds have not been schooled that way. Me, a God. But who is a God? Maybe somebody may ask. A God is somebody who is in charge. Hallelujah. Amen. Say, God... God is one, is one who is in charge. Who is in charge. Has always been in charge of heaven. But over here, ever since the fall, we cannot say that he is fully in charge because there are rebels here on earth. That is why to take charge, he decided to reproduce himself, replicate himself. First, he gave birth to his only begotten son. The only one who lived on this earth without the sin nature, who was not conceived by man, but conceived by the Holy Ghost. Planted in the womb of a human being so you can get the human body. But he was more than a human person. He was God on the inside. So when Jesus walked on the streets of Galilee, in Jerusalem, Nazareth, all they saw was a human body, a carpenter, and they called him a carpenter's son. But he was God in a human body. And God said that, okay, I can reproduce this person throughout the very scraps that should have been cast into the everlasting fire. So he allowed Jesus to carry my sin and your sin into his spirit. 
and then he suffered the consequences of my sin and your sin died my death and your death went to hell in my name and your name paid the price so according to scripture he was justified in the spirit to be justified means to be made right he couldn't have been justified if he had not paid the price and he was raised by the spirit of our God and everyone who believes this becomes the same like the one who died for us. In other words, you become the very child of God. The very offspring of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And more than just a, just a child, you are called a son. Which is a title. It is like saying that somebody is a pharaoh. Or somebody is a herald. Herald is a title. In, in, in our traditions, we have titles we give to the kings. So when you are a son of God, you are more than a child. You are actually God in a human body. Not to be worshipped like the almighty God, but so that you will be in charge. God has put us here on earth so that we will cooperate with him and put all rebellion under our feet until God is all in all, just as he was before the fall. This is the ultimate goal of God. He wants to take charge, but there is so much rebellion in his kingdom. So he has reproduced himself so that whilst working on this earth, we will be in charge and not in chains. Because in life, you are either in charge or in chains. Say, I refuse, I refuse to be in chains. I am in charge. I am in charge. Hallelujah. Amen. When I get up in the morning and something wants to sit on you, you know something? When the demons want to poo-poo on you and wee-wee on you, mm. and you feel like I'm feeling funny in my body, how am I feeling this headache? Why this feverishness? And then you are not thinking of what should I do? And for you realize you have to clothe yourself with some blanket and sleep instead of going to work. Be in charge. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell us, I refuse to carry this thing. This thing is not. I, I didn't. I, I didn't acquire this. So wherever you are coming from, I reject you. I reject you. And you take charge. Amen. Take charge of yourself. Take charge of the day. Amen. Take charge of the home. Amen. Take charge of the marriage. Amen. Take charge of the business. Amen. Take charge what Amen. God has entrusted into your care. Behold, what manner of love the, the father has bestowed. It's something is bestowed. The, king, the new king James says, has given. We have received something. It's given to us that we, we who did not qualify. How will you say that in heaven? Medjo. Then say the other one. Medina de Kill. Medina de Kill. Medina de Kill. We who didn't deserve it. He's, he's made us sons. Sons of God. Medjo. Yes. So, so either this or that. Is that what you're saying? We don't deserve it. Say it, say it through the microphone. It means I didn't deserve it. But he gave it to me anyway. What manner of love is this? The weeds. Maybe you have forgotten that you were once a sinner. That is where we make the mistakes. We've forgotten that we don't even have the opportunity to call God our Father. 
When Jesus said, I am my father, I want, they took stones. They wanted to stone him because he said, you. They understood what that meant. It meant that he said he was God. So they took stones and said, you, being a man, make yourself equal with God. But they didn't know that it was the most high God talking. He was God in a human body. And that's what he has made us. That is why we've been preaching year after year on what? Renew your mind. Until your mind is renewed to appreciate this revelation, you will walk as mere person and die like a mere person. I'll show you the scripture very soon. Because in the kingdom of God, listen, whatever belongs to us, you can never enjoy it until first you know it and number two, you affirm it. Someone say, know it. Know it. Affirm it. Affirm it. That is the way to enjoy our rights and privileges in the kingdom. Know it. Affirm it. In other words, you must know the Father's love and you must affirm it. You must be able to appreciate his love and respond to that love. That is why next week we'll be talking about responding to the Father's love. Learn to respond to his love. When you get to know that you did not qualify, but somebody qualified you. When you get to know that you should have been ostracized, you should have been cast into the everlasting fire, you should have been written off. Somebody who didn't matter, but through his son, his only begotten son. Now, Jesus Christ is no longer called the only begotten son. I hope you know that. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But in Revelation chapter 1, the verse 5, when he was rounding up the whole of scripture, he actually calls him the first begotten of the dead. Jesus is the first to be born from the dead. And we are born after his kind. We are called sons of God. Behold, what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us that we, I like stressing the word we, let's look at yourself, we, me, should be called a son of God. Then he said, therefore, the world does not know us because it didn't know him. Don't be surprised when they treat you anyhow because the world doesn't know us. All they see is the human body, but we, the engine has changed on the inside. Amen. That is why you must renew your mind to acquaint yes, with Lord. that reality. You may look the same on the outside, but mm. something has happened on the inside. Yes, Lord. He said, you are of God. The phrase you are of God means you hail from God. You proceed from God. Your origin is God. First John 4, for you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Because you are a son of God. God in a human body. See, I'm not ordinary. I'm not ordinary. Therefore, ordinary things are not expected to happen to me. That is why Jesus said, you shall take up serpents and there will be no harm. You will drink up deadly things and nothing will happen to you. Why? Because you are a God on the inside. God in the human body. He said, therefore the world does not know us because he did not know him. The verse 2 of 1 John 3 says, beloved, look at the name. He calls me beloved. Please, you've got to learn to respond to the Father's love. Last week, Sunday, and last Wednesday when we came for our revival service, I asked a question in Jeremiah 31, the verse 3. He says, I have loved you with an everlasting love and with my loving kindness have I drawn you. What will be your response to that kind of statement? God says, he, call, he calls me beloved. Oh my God, I'm God's beloved. Please learn to talk to God back in love because if he calls you beloved, you tell us, I'm God's beloved, hallelujah. I'm the apple of his eye. 
Many of us have never learned about the Father's love. That is why we have not learned to respond to God's love. But in this year of great awakening, God wants us to come back to that love. I told you that the theme for our anniversary in September is falling in love with God again. But we will not wait till September before we start talking about that. From now till September, we are preparing ourselves so that by September, you would have learned how to fall in love with God. And that's safe. Because when you fall in love with God, you are safe. You will not fall. It's only man that when you fall in love with a woman that you fall in love with, he can disappoint or she can mm. disappoint. Mm. So for man and woman, you stand in love with your eyes open. You watch and pray. Amen. Are you there? Yes, Lord. But with God, you just know you are safe. Because it was while we were still sinners that Christ died for us. So if he died for me whilst I didn't qualify, I can fall in love with him. And you've got to learn to tell him I love you. We know how to tell our spouses. This was some few days ago. Isn't it two days ago? Valentine. I can imagine many things that happened. But the best love is our father who calls me beloved. Jesus. I am God's beloved. I told you in Song of Solomon, which we'll be using a lot in preparing ourselves for September. Song of Solomon is actually an allegory. Is that, is that the word? It's, it's a picture that portrays the relationship between the father and his sons. And the communication is to show us how to respond to the father's love. You've got to learn to be able to tell him that I am my beloved and he is mine. And his banner over me is love. Hallelujah. Amen. Learn, learn. But you cannot learn it until you know. Let me read Psalm 82. Psalm 82, the verse 5 and 6 or 5 to 7. Psalm chapter 82. Carandos. All right. Let me take from verse 5. It said, They know not. Some say they know not. I said, The way to enjoy our rights and privileges in the kingdom is to first know, and number two, affirm it. To affirm means embrace it, confess it. Dance with it. Sing with it. Enjoy it. Make it yours. Take it and make it yours. They know not. This is the King James. Neither will they understand. Of course, you can't understand what you don't know. They walk on in darkness. Listen, it's not God's expectation that we walk on in darkness. The people of the world walk on in darkness, but we are not supposed to. But he said they walk on in darkness all the foundations of the earth are out of cause. Why? Verse 6 is the reason why he gave this verse 5. He said, I have said, oh my God, ye are gods. Small g-o-d-s. And all of you are children of the most high. So you are a child of God, but actually you are a son. Meaning that you are God in the human body. All of you are children of the most high. But verse 7 says, But ye shall die like men and fall like one of the princes. Why? Because they know not. And they will they understand. When you don't know and you don't affirm, it's not yours. You remember the senior brother of the prodigal son? He didn't know his rights and privileges. 
neither did he embrace it. That is why he complained when his brother went out and messed up and came back and the father so showed him love. The father's love is unconditional. The father's love is, is priceless. I don't know what word I can use to describe his love because it's too big a word to say the father's love. God does not look at our sins before he deals with us. You know what, people of God? In, in Romans chapter 2 verse 4, the Bible says that don't you know that the goodness of God leads men to repentance? It's a question God asks in Romans 2 4. Meaning that the fact that God is still showing you love in spite of your stubbornness, in spite of your rebellion, in spite of your many sins, that fact is not an endorsement of your sins. It's not an endorsement of your rebellion. It's actually to let you know that in spite of your rebellion, I still love you, so repent. That's all God is communicating. Many of us, that is why the psalmist said in Psalm 130 verse 3, that if you, Lord, oh Lord, should mark iniquities, who shall stand? Psalm 130 verse 3. If you, Lord, oh Lord, should mark, if God were to put a table and put a paper on that table and write and mark our iniquities, even our thoughts alone will be more than what we have done with our words and with our acts. True or not true? It's true. If God were to, and remember he knows our hearts, he searches the hearts, he, he looks at the heart, man looks at the outward appearance. If you Lord, oh Lord, should mark iniquities, who shall stand? Then he said, but there is forgiveness with you, and you may be feared. So God shows us love, not because he endorses our rebellion or our sin, but he wants us to repent. When God has showered love on you, even though you know you don't qualify, learn to respond to his love. Hallelujah. Amen. Next week Sunday when I'm talking about responding to God's love you will appreciate that many of us have stayed in the outer court in the tabernacle of of Moses which God instructed him to build. There were three major courts. The outer court, the inner court and then the holy of holies which actually symbolize or they were typical of the relationship God wants us to have with him. You may think that God was just giving instruction. No. Many of us have stayed in the outer court because the outer court was for the washing, the abolition, the cleansing. That is where many of us dwell. Where we ask for forgiveness. All we know to talk to our father about is, Father, forgive me. I have sinned again. I've messed up again. Forgive me. Oh, I don't know why I'm just messing up like that. Hallelujah. Amen. That is all we know about Father, His forgiveness. But have you seen that Romans says, says something that shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? Just because the more we sin, the more grace abounds. Actually, when God shows us forgiveness, He's telling you that look, my grace is sufficient to cover your sins. But wake up from the outer court and come to the inner court, at least to begin with. The inner court you will see from next week is the place where we, we praise. We bring, look at the word, we bring, that is collective. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. Many of us have also stayed there. We go to the inner court and we stay there. But from the tabernacle of Moses, you discover that in the holy of holies is only one person who used to go there once in a year. He, he is called or he was called the high priest. What does that mean? It was this morning when I was preparing for today's message. Then the Lord said, why do you think that it's only one person who is allowed there? It's because when you get to the Holy of Holies, it is one. 
on one. It's no longer we bring the sacrifice. You have moved from the crowd where you have now learned how to respond to the Father's love and you personalize the relationship. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I can give you an example. I can give you an example. And that was a song I spoke about last week that we will sing. You know, the woman who wrote that song, I believe that I don't know her relationship with her husband. I've seen a photo with her husband and children. But she translated her relationship, I believe, with her husband and children and and made it reflect in her love for God, in her response to the Father's love. Look at the lyrics of her song. Many of us, we don't know how to sing that kind of song. We, we just stay in the place where we know or at best, my sugar, my cocoa. So, so wonders, Jesus, they do, which is a good song. However, that is in the inner court. When you move to the Holy of Holies, where you and God are one on one, and you know the Father's love, Carrie Jones is her name. She said, The more I seek you, you know, many times we complain, even in our love talk. Somebody could have said, the more I seek you, the more you are far away. I'm sure some people said that during the Valentine. The more I seek you, the more you cannot be found. But see, in her relationship with God, she said, the more I seek you, the more I find you. Is that not beautiful? I pray that as you seek God, you will find him. Amen. Because he's not not far off. He's so close. So close. Closer than even the breath that you breathe through your nostrils. Mm. Then she said, the more I find you, the more I love you. Oh, learn to talk to God and tell him, Lord, I love you. Then she personalized her relationship. She said that, I want to sit at your feet. I hope you know what what that means. I want to sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hands. She didn't stop there. She said, lay back against you. Mm. Come on and breathe. Sometimes when you are against somebody that you love, you are not sure whether the person is going to stab you or not. But this is love in peace. He said, lay back against you and breathe. Then he said, feel your heart beat. Oh my God. Then she said, this love is so deep. It's more than I can stand. She added another one. I melt in your peace. It's overwhelming. Oh my God. Wow. The more I seek you, the more I seek you. You've got to learn this song because we'll sing it next week. The more I find you, the more I find you, the more. I'm melting your peace. It's overwhelming. 
talk to God and tell him, the more I seek you, the more I find you. God say, God, why are you far away? Why can't I find you? I can't even feel your presence. The more I find you, the more I love you. overwhelming but when she wanted to end she hung it there this love is so deep it's more than I can stand I melt in your peace in other words you can continue because it's overwhelming and you don't even have the room to say it this love is so deep it is more than I can stand you've got to know the father's love Father is love. I said the Father is love. I said the Father is love. Amen. Instead of praying to God, I said, God, I don't know why I've been seeking you and I can't find you. Tell him, the more I seek you, 
the more I find you. And the more I find you, I don't find you as a terror. No. The more I love you. I love you. The Bible says we love him because he first, first loved love us. us. That is why next week we'll be learning, we'll be talking about responding to the Father's love. I want to see that your feet. Many of us are like Martha. We are everywhere. We are serving. But we don't know how to sit at the feet of Jesus like Mary. And Martha went to Jesus and said, Master, don't you care that I serve alone? Many of us are like that. We believe that our service is what our service is actually in the outer court and in the inner court. But God says, come to the Holy of Holies. I need you there. Martha said, Master, don't you care? I'm serving alone. Then Jesus told Martha, 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 you are careful about many things. Many of us are careful about many things. Hey, have you put that? Hey, hey. We want to please God by our service. It's good to serve. But beyond service, it's learning to sit at his feet. And Jesus told Martha, he said, Mary has sat my at my feet, she has chosen that good part and it shall not be taken from her. In other words, when you learn to love God, look, you'll be amazed how you have not prayed and yet doors are opening for you. Opportunities are coming your way. Amen. What you did not ask for, Mm. you just lavish it on you. Amen. Have you had a lover before? I'm asking the question, have you had a lover before? Mm. Pastor Shabbat, you've had a lover before. I love that. Mrs. Shabbat, I know you are here. How many chocolates did you eat this 14th February? I saw Auntie Celestine posting on Facebook, Choc- Happy Chocolate Day. And say, Happy yourself. Oh my God. Learn to tell God, I love you. I love you. When was the last time you told? I know you, you told, man, I've told your spouse, I love you. But when was the last time you sat at God's feet? He said, God, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. I want to sit at your feet. Drink from the cup in your hands. Lay back against you and breathe. Feel your heart. Do you know the heartbeat of God? This love is so deep. It is more than I can stand. I melt in your peace. It's overwhelming. Listen. Listen. When we get to know the heartbeat of God, we will not tell church, let's go for evangelism. The heartbeat of God is that a soul should not perish. If you knew the value of a soul, you would have understood why Jesus came and died. That if it was even just one soul, he would have still died. Because man is the, I mean the value of man is the blood of Jesus. He shed his blood. Such that when he rose from the dead, there was no more blood. He was flesh and bones. All the blood was gone. And the life of the flesh is in the blood. He gave his life for me. One songwriter also song, sang a song. I'm just showing you how next week we will learn to respond to the Father's love. He says, so close, I believe you holding me now in your arms. I belong. You never let me go. So close, I believe We'll learn that song also. So close. Don't tell God, God, you are too far away. I've been praying. I don't know why you're not answering me. It's because you are in the outer court. You have not come very close. Didn't he say, draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh to you in the book of James? So why are you far away and expect God to be so close? 
draw close, sit at his feet, drink from the cup that is in his hands. That cup is full of love. Hallelujah. Amen. God loves you. Amen. I said, God loves you. Amen. Don't query God. Don't question God. Don't fight God. Yes. Don't say God has disappointed you. No. The Father's love is so deep. This yes, love Lord. is so deep. So deep. Last Wednesday at the revival service, we saw in Ephesians 3, Apostle Paul described the length, the breadth, the depth, and the height of God's love. The love is so deep. It's more than I can stand. I melt in your peace. Is overwhelming. May the Lord bless you with His love. Amen. The beautiful thing about it is that Romans 5 5 says the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. So you have this love. Next week we'll respond to that love. Amen. Put your hands together to the Lord.